I'm Kerry Rowett, and this is the Align and Attract podcast, helping you to create your version of an aligned business. Let's dive into today's episode. When aligned inspiration crosses over into copying, I've got a really juicy episode for you today. I can't wait for us to explore this. Aligned inspiration and the concept of copying, it can sometimes be a bit of a gray area. Like when you do feel this really strong resonance with certain names or terms or content and so on, and there's lots of different people in the industry who might be you know, talking about similar kinds of topics, it can be tricky to feel where the boundaries actually are. So we're going to explore this a little bit more today and really develop a bit more of a refinement and understanding of maybe where our boundaries are and how we can also avoid crossing over the boundaries of others. Because even though it is true that it, you know, there's not a lot of really new and unique content out there, actually it is possible to create something that is new and unique and to really tap into your own creativity. Does it take more work? Of course it does, but is it worth it? Yes, especially if you're creating something that you want to really grow and run with. The stronger and deeper resonance that it has with yourself and the less links it has to other people's work and other people that you follow and other people that you work with, the cleaner it's going to be as you, you know, you really rise and elevate in your business. So first up, let's talk about like specific words and terms. So when you are working with different people, different mentors, or you're following people maybe on Instagram, particular influencers or big names in your industry, of course, they're going to have their business name and they're going to have maybe if it's not their own name, and they're going to have all these different uh, course names or offerings of different kinds. And it could be that you work with that person because you feel a really high degree of resonance with what it is that they teach and how they package that up and what it is that they call it. And it can then be that you feel such a high level of resonance that when you are later creating something of your own, names or phrases might find their way into your offering or into your business name even. And you may not even immediately recognize that that actually came from somebody else. And it's somebody that you've actually worked with. And to think about, you know, the the boundary with that and whether or not that is appropriate. So I think it's always important to really actively ask yourself that when you're creating something new, developing a name, it's like, does this have any similarity to anybody's work who I've ever worked with or anyone that I follow online? If it does, I think it's great to change it because it's otherwise just creating this a bit of a misalignment. It's creating a little bit of a boundary issue and it's not clean and clear. And when it comes to alignment, We want clarity and we want like no friction because we just want you to be able to really grow with that. And where there is muddy energy, we don't have the same degree of alignment that we would like, even though you might feel this beautiful alignment with the actual words or concepts. Yeah. So it can happen accidentally. 
as well, of course, that, you know, we're all out there sharing, you know, different ideas and exploring different topics. And you just feel this really strong resonance. And this has happened for me in my own business where people have told me, like, I actually really wanted to use the name Awaken Kinesiology. That's how I found you. I really wanted to use the name Align and Attract. That's how I came across you. And in both of those instances, those people found me and then they said, I really liked that name. I felt a very strong connection with it, but then I realized you had it and I chose something different. So it's it's so obvious, isn't it? But it's just remembering just to do a little bit of research, do a little bit of Googling, because if you've got a book that you're creating or a, you know, a course that you're putting out there, you don't want to later on find out that there is something else out there that has a very similar name, even if that person is teaching something quite different or working in quite a different way to you. And this happened for me in 2020. I had this idea that I'd like to create this new course, which I just liked the idea of calling it Mindset Reset. Well, guess what? When I Googled that, there were heaps of people who had had the same idea. Look, I didn't even end up creating the course, but if I had, I certainly was not going to call it Mindset Reset because there were already too many examples of it out there in the marketplace even if there was one and that was talking about beliefs it's that's enough it's like there is so much creativity for everyone there is so much inspiration for everyone and I think it's around trust sometimes and trusting that you will be able to find the right resonant name for you which really comes from your you know your unique experience and your your unique energy Next, let's talk about content. So it can be that when you're doing different people's courses and programs or even working with them one-on-one, they might teach some content, material, processes that you really like. And then down the track, you want to weave that through into your own program. So I think there's two different things here. If somebody is teaching you a process that is their unique process, then that's not something, I would hope this is obvious, that you can then go ahead and reteach unless that person has given you explicit permission, unless you're doing a certification program. And that is what they're doing is they're teaching you their processes in order that you can teach them. And otherwise, you can't take that. You can't just tweak their process and then run with it. That still belongs to that original person. Um, However, there are so many examples where it, it might be processes or content or material that are a bit more generic in nature and you may not even know the origins of that content so an example might be EFT so many people incorporate EFT into their programs or into their process is even like some EFT within my alignment process that I teach and that is not you know that's not a unique I mean, it is a unique process, but it's not like it's um, if, you, if someone else has used it in their program, there's no way that you could use it in your program because it is a little bit more out there. I mean, you can go to YouTube and find so many videos on how to do 
EFT and so that's a different thing so and that can be the case with lots of different um, you know tools and techniques that they are that bit more generic in nature so the way I would think about that is like have I taken five different processes or tools that I've learned in one person's program or maybe multiple programs by the same person and am I then putting them into mine or have I maybe taken some different tools and programs which are of that more generic nature, but then I have really woven them into my own unique structure? And also, I think what can really add value here is referencing where these came from. So sometimes the person that you learned it from may not have referenced it. They may not have actually talked about the origins of it or maybe the original creator of it, but if you are able to find out that information, I think that is really valuable to share. And if it is a process, you know, that doesn't, it's not unique to that person, but it really, for you, you have a very strong association with that technique and that person, it can be really great to reference that and to say, I learned this process when I worked with so-and-so. It just creates these different layers of transparency and it helps other people if they're following the thread of where information and tools and techniques have come from so that we can keep things nice and clean rather than just feeling like, oh, well, all the content just belongs to everyone. I mean, I know, I know that you don't think that anyway. Um, but, yeah, it's just keeping, keeping that clarity the next thing that we can see is alignment with other people's voice and their language. Now, this might be that person in the way they speak on their lives or in their podcast. It might be the way they write copy, maybe on their sales pages or on their website, if they write blogs and if they are sharing in different ways, like you can develop this really strong alignment with the way somebody shares their information, the types of words they use, the way they speak, and that can, you know, become transferred. Like you may start to talk and communicate and share in a similar way to them. So I saw this happen very strongly a number of years ago. I mean, of course, it happens all the time now. But the first example I saw was back in around 2012, there were two quite prominent coaches in Australia. And a lot of, you know, people was, was starting to work with them and then people working with those coaches. And they had a very unique way of communicating. It was quite ranty. And <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that type of communication. And you could really tell who was working with those coaches because they would start to talk the same way. And then the people who worked with them would start to talk the same way. So I guess all those people felt this really strong alignment with that mode of communication, but it, it kind of could cross over a little bit into sounding very, very same, same. And I've had quite a few, I've had clients who have very strong voices who will have people who will start to model the way they communicate. And, I, you know, if you're a very strong leader and have a very strong sense of identity, that is likely not going to bother you. However, if you are the person who's modelling off that, it's really 
you know, it's preventing you from stepping into your own unique voice and really showing up as who you are so that you're connecting with your own genuine ideal clients, like people who are actually connected with who you are, not who you are modeling off. It's something that I have worked with people to help them to separate from so that they can start to step into their own uh, unique voice. If you find this is happening for you or maybe does happen to you in the future, sometimes what you need to do is actually start to disconnect from that voice a bit. It's not about disconnecting from the person. They may be wonderful. They probably share really great information. It's probably, of course, why you've started to model off them and to sound a little bit more like them. But if you can do a little bit of a detox, that can help you to start to step a little bit more into your own voice and to start to share your own messages with your own energy rather than constantly kind of getting this feed off of that person's energy. I think this is really important to do anytime you are creating a new body of work. If you are creating a book, or you're creating a substantial new course and it's on a really core topic, personally, I think that's a great time to disconnect from other people who are writing and sharing about similar kinds of concepts and topics so that you can make sure that you're communicating and sharing with your own unique ideas, your own unique voice. You're not accidentally um, channeling some of their ideas or getting their ideas and then that's kind of adding on to yours and it's kind of getting a little bit interwoven. It can happen quite subtly and it's not, it's not you know, that you're copying as such. It's just that you might be getting influenced, might be getting inspired and it can be really beautiful to create that separation so that you can really be in your own energy, as I say, and really creating and sharing from that place. Now, finally, what do you do if you have people who work with you or have worked with you or in your audience and you realise that they might be doing this, they might be inspired by you or feeling really aligned with you and then they are starting to cross over into the grey area, which may or may not be copying. I think this really takes a lot of like self-awareness, a lot of discernment. It can be really tricky to know what to do because sometimes it's it's not clear. Like if that person is not directly, you know, directly copying the exact name, it's not like legally you can, um, you know, that you have a case or anything like that. But if it is feeling really mucky and it does arise that you can say something or perhaps it is so blatant that you feel that it actually does, something does need to be said, I think the earlier and cleaner and clearer you can communicate and maybe framing it, if this feels right to you as a question or just as a, a, a comment, like, hey, or did you notice this? Or you probably didn't realise, but I was wondering uh, why maybe you chose that name. It seems quite similar to mine. You can find, obviously find your own way of communicating and it may be something that you do actually need to workshop with 
a colleague just to learn and make sure it's your colleague who has strong boundaries, not your colleague who's just like, oh, I don't know, like don't say anything because, they, you know, they might get cross or they may not like it or whatever or who or the, or the colleague who's like, oh, there are no unique ideas out there. Like don't run it past that that colleague, run it past the one who, you know, really does have quite clean and clear boundaries that you've seen and maybe get a little bit of advice. I would love to hear from you. Have you, as you're listening, realized, oh, actually, I have maybe crossed over into those spaces. Look, if you have self-compassion, like it is probably a bit of a, a part of an initiation where, Many people will model off people who have come before them, who they admire and who are successful and who really are very creative and have a strong voice. That's probably quite natural, but then it's maybe maybe you need to make changes in some way or maybe you're just making changes moving forward and just having that real clarity moving forward and that stronger boundary and maybe you know, if you've found that other people maybe do this to you, it definitely is likely to mean that you are a leader. So I know it's like a bit of a backhanded compliment. It's like, great. (laughs) But um, yeah, you either might need to start to voice it or maybe commit to starting to voice it and really just set that intention and that energetic boundary as well of just like, I'm no longer like happy to have people take from my my body of work, to take from my energy, to take my ideas and my inspiration. I'm happy to have people like share, you know, be in my be in my field and to enjoy my work, but they can't then take that. Like really starting to set some energetic boundaries like that can be really helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts. You can come across and share over at Awaken Kinesiology on Facebook or Kerry Rowett on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And I would love it if you wrote a review. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. This was episode 10 of the Align and Attract podcast with Kerry Rowett. You can find all of the relevant show notes over at alignandattract.com slash blog slash If you really would love to come back into your own energy, kind of create this feeling of a fresh slate to create from, I would love to invite you to join in my group Reiki healing on the theme of refresh. You can find it over at alignandattract.com slash refresh. Thanks again for being here. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't written a review yet, I would love it if you did. And I cannot wait to see you next time.